today. Nancy Pelosi said she wanted to punch Trump on January 6th. Antifa crashes a viewing of Matt Walsh's What is a Woman screening. And Zelensky asks for billions more of your dollars. We've got all of that and more coming up, but it all starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. Happy Friday. I am Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by Alex Stein, Blaze TV contributor uh, and host of Conspiracy Castle, which you should be subscribed. Well, subscribe to Alex Stein as well on YouTube. Thank you for the salute. Uh, also joined by uh, Blaze TV contributor John Doyle, host of Heck Off Commie. And um, you should be subscribed to both of these gentlemen. I want to. I would like to. Uh, just uh, some of you may be, may be asking, which Alex did. He's like, what are you, you're wearing a t-shirt today? What is this casual day? And yes, I am wearing a t-shirt, but for those of you who are watching, you may notice that this is a Venn diagram t-shirt and I'm wearing it in honor of my good friend, Kamala Harris, Vice President Kamala Harris, who uh, just said recently she really, really loves Venn diagrams, watch. Here's the last point that I'll share with you. I asked my team, um, I, I love Venn diagrams, so <laughs> I just do, whenever you're dealing with conflict, pull out a Venn diagram, right? And so, you know, the three circles. And so I, so I, I asked my team, right, they're I'm fantastic. I'm geeking out right now. That I'm geeking out. God, she is the most <laughs> unrelatable person I've ever known in my entire life, and I just want to say I take a lot of pride in uh, saying years ago, before she even ran for president, uh, we were sitting on our last set. Those of you who've watched the program for forever remember our other set. Uh, and I was with Glenn and Stu, and we were discussing Kamala Harris. And they said, she is dangerous because she is she's just so genuine and relatable. And I was like, what are you what? talking about? This is the most insincere, disingenuous person Absolutely not. And I stand by those remarks and I'm glad that she was appointed as vice president so I could continually point this out and mock her and tell everyone that I was right. And I told you so. Um, but uh, I guess we should get to news of the day here. So um, I want to talk about the, the January 6th committee. So. Yes, that's a thing that's still going on. Mm -hmm. You guys may have forgotten because there, oh, there, I don't know, there's like 10 million other things that are actually important that we're dealing with. But uh, the Democrats and the Democrat lights over in Congress want to continue to focus on this so that you don't have to focus on things or they don't want you to focus on things like inflation and gas prices and grocery prices and all of those things. But uh, it's still going on. And they also just unanimously voted to subpoena Donald Trump himself. The subpoena asked for testimony under oath from Trump as well as documents relating to the attack. Uh, Liz Cheney said we are obligated to seek answers directly from the man who set this all in motion. Uh, fake news. And every American is entitled to those answers so we can act now to protect our republic. Trump responded on Truth Social, writing, why didn't the unselect committee ask me to testify months ago? Why did they wait until the very end, the final moments of their last meeting? Because the committee is a total bust that has only served to further divide our country, which by the way, is doing very badly. Um, and uh, so I want to get your thoughts on this, guys, but I also want to throw into the mix here uh, new footage from January 6th that shows Nancy Pelosi threatening to punch President Trump should he have joined those protesting at the Capitol. Watch. Secret Service said they have dissuaded him from coming to Capitol Hill. They told him they don't have the resources to protect him here. 
So at the moment he is not coming, but that could change. Oh, he comes. I'm going to punch him out. This oh, is my mom. I've been waiting for this, for trespassing on the Capitol grounds. <laughs> I'm going to punch him out, and I'm going to go to jail, and I'm going to be happy. I'm, I'm just going to punch him out. I'm going to go to jail, and I'm going to be happy. I, I'm just, I've been waiting for this. I just, that's trespassing in Congress. Like, shut up. How much vodka did she have? coursing through her veins at that particular moment. Well, she was jealous because, you know, MAGA Granny was in there and, you know, MAGA Granny was looking good. So she's probably jealous of MAGA Granny's. And I know that <laughs> Nancy Pelosi's a little more heavily endowed in the breast area, but MAGA Granny has a better body. So that's neither here nor there. But when I do talk about <laughs> January 6th, I just want to say never forget. It was the worst terror attack in American history. So I will never forget it till the day I die. Yeah, I mean, this, this, so this footage, just for context, was released by Nancy Pelosi's daughter, <laughs> like this was taken by Nancy Pelosi's daughter and they released it during the January 6th hearing. Um, and at the time that Pelosi was actually making these remarks, Trump was holding a rally at the uh, ellipse two miles away from the Capitol. But he was still holding the rally at the time that Nancy Pelosi was already saying, if he comes here, I'm going to punch him. Yeah, so she had her talentless filmmaker daughter vlogging this entire day. And because Trump had announced his rally like well and beforehand, they knew what the route was that they were going to be coming to the Capitol. And so she probably was already planning on having some sort of like, oh my God, this is so terrible. We're like held inside. And then there was the whole, you know, Ray Epps thing. And maybe they did have mm -hmm. prior knowledge that things would get um, escalative. <laughs> and so, yeah, it was a very good photo opportunity for her. And then too, like the whole, I'm going to punch him out thing. You know, there, I don't know if you guys have seen that uh, Trump clip from back in the, I think, 19. 90s or something. He's like, this arm would put him out in seconds. He's like a strong guy. I mean, the guy's like six foot two. And I don't know if there would be a better morale booster for American patriots. And seeing Donald Trump, when put into a self-defense situation against Nancy Pelosi, who is a woman, and as we know, women and men are completely equal in all regards. <laughs> Wait, no. Yes. If they, they if they were put into a self-defense situation, Donald Trump just had to, you know, take one for the team and like knock her unconscious. I think that would be like great propaganda. I gotta ask this question: Is Nancy Pelosi's daughter really a filmmaker? I, I don't know. I oh, just I literally, literally just read it on Twitter, which means it must be true. Yeah, it must be true. But just the way they filmed that, it did very seem false flaggy. You know what I mean? Yeah, like why why would you bring a documentary crew or whatever? Have they your seem daughter calm. Be but again, I mean, if you <laughs> had fortified and done all of the things that yeah. you know we know it obviously happen in the safest and most secure election, and you you know perhaps have. Ray Epps or whomever, uh, you know, infiltrating certain places, maybe you would be calm, wouldn't you? I think that they actually are afraid. I think a lot of it is theater, uh, is political theater, but I think that they do actually legitimately fear what they call, you know, a fascist uprising around, you know, every corner. It's like, you know, when they do these things, whether it's the January 6th thing or the targeting political um, opposition, I think they are doing that at this point less to just like flex their power and more because they actually are afraid. I think that they think that they've gotten away with too much for too long. And, you know, when you've got like however many dozens of thousands of very angry, uh, righteously indignant American patriots outside, I think that there was a very real fear. They're like, what if they came in there and decided to make America great again? And I think that they were worried about that. You think the QAnon shaman is going to come into Congress and decertify an election? No, I mean, but I don't think that they knew that. I mean, I don't. I think that they have a perception of Republican voters as these like pissed off, gun-toting Americans, which to a large extent we are, but that wasn't the crowd. I mean, the crowd was just like normal. I mean, you had like Antifa. lawyers, middle-class <laughs> yeah. people, Olympic grandmothers. Yeah. So it wasn't actually like this militia that they're trying to paint it to be. But I still think that there was a fear there. 
Which, to your point of, you know, it didn't end up being the people that they thought it would be is why, what, four hours later, the election was already certified? Yeah. It's like it was such a it was such a national travesty. It was the worst thing to ever happen. The worst terrorist attack. And uh, they still managed to do what they were trying to do four hours later. That's (laughs) the beauty of the democratic process. It is so secure that you can criticize it and it's going to be fine. You know, it's not it's not like even criticizing the election and its legitimacy would need censorship or anything like that. It is such a secure system. They can just go ahead and do it four hours later. Everything was fine. And everyone believes that however many, you know, tens of millions of people voted for Joe Biden, who's the most popular president in the history of this country. And I'm really excited about it. Uh, so Brandon <laughs> is sending his regards. Well, and, and I do want to ask the, your question. I know we got to go to break, but do you guys think that- We don't might, have to go to break. Oh, I don't know. Well, this if, isn't if, your show. Well, I don't know. I'm just saying if the conservatives- <laughs> He signs his contract and all of a sudden- <laughs> No, I, well, I just, because I get, I get very loquacious. But I'm saying is, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of people on the conservative side or the Republican Party that are saying that, you know, they're going to shake things up and hold Dr. Fauci accountable. Do you think any of that is really going to happen? No. If, in the, I don't no. think it's going to be no. any of the people who are saying they're going to do it. But I could see within our lifetimes an actual like Anthony Fauci. Maybe trial. within our lifetimes. Certainly just, not not this not not this upcoming. Yeah, I don't think because there's like, never no. been a bigger sham since this January 6th thing. Even bigger sham than I think Trump's impeachment. I think this is a bigger sham than that. Yeah, I, I don't really think we're going to see, uh, you know, Ted Cruz be, uh, you know, leading that or anything no. like that. But I think that, uh, you know, there, there are some very promising people who are sort of ascending into the main sphere of uh, American politics. And that's something I'm very optimistic about is as things get worse, which they will, people who we didn't even know about are going to kind of just emerge the same way that Trump did in 2015. People like J.D. Vance, people like Blake mm-hmm. Masters, these are people who no one really knew about before, maybe J.D. Vance because MTG. he wrote uh, a very good book, mm-hmm. and they're just going to ascend, and they're going to kind of be like, um, uh, oh, what was the general in the Civil War that I'm thinking of? Robert E. Lee? No, 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 no. <laughs> just throw out the first uh, This is the only one I know. No, I mean, the other, Stonewall Jackson. Okay. Not like Robert E. Lee in the sense that these people were destined for greatness, like Donald Trump, but more like Stonewall Jackson in the sense that they just rose to the occasion and were able to do a competent job for their people. It's kind of... I can't wait for Media Matters to clip that. Christian fascist quotes. John Doyle accurately <laughs> describes American history and it wasn't fair. <laughs> well, I want to... Um, you know, you bring up an interesting point, John, and I don't disagree with you. At least I, I'm optimistic. I hope that... People who you wouldn't expect continue rising to the occasion and trying to, you know, finish the job of draining the swamp, so to speak. But it's going to be hard for them. They're going to have an uphill battle because, you know, you have uh, an entire political party who is trying to weaponize all of these government agencies against someone who stands up against them. We've seen it with all of the the pro-life activists that we've talked about repeatedly. But it's it really is so egregious. You know, obviously, they uh, raided Mar-a-Lago. And then here we have next story yesterday. Today, the Biden administration's Treasury Department announced an investigation into Ron DeSantis over his use of funds to transport illegal immigrants to Martha's Vineyard. The announcement follows lawmakers such as Senator Ed Markey and Representative Ayanna Presley asking the Treasury Department to examine DeSantis's use of COVID recovery funds to pay for the immigrants' relocation. Uh, they also asked Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg, who I guess is back from maternity leave, to examine whether the migrants were misled about their journey in violation of federal law. Um, as a reminder, both chambers, this was a bipartisan decision in Florida, both chambers in Florida uh, of the Florida legislature had voted to appropriate $12 million for facilitating the transport of illegal immigrants from the state. And uh, now 
even though it was the Florida legislature who passed this bipartisan bill and Ron DeSantis was carrying out what the Florida legislature passed, all of a sudden the FBI is looking into him. Well, they're just petty, you know, when they saw how effective it was in mocking them and making fun of them right. by shipping these people to Martha's Vineyard. It, it just really, it's like the emperor has no clothes that realize how dumb they are and hypocritical. So that's why they're going after him because it was so mm -hmm. effective. Yeah, I mean, it's it really, they are really, really making the point right before the midterms, which I think is weird because I don't think your average regular independent or even leaning Democrat is going to be like, yeah, it's totally cool that you're making, you're sending the clear message if you disagree with the regime, if you are not in lockstep with the regime, you will pay the price. Yeah, and, and Alex makes a great point because it's precisely because people were laughing at them for this. Yeah. Because, you know, Greg mm -hmm. Abbott had done stunts like this, people had done stunts like this, but sending them specifically to Martha's Vineyard made for very good viral content mm -hmm. because they looked ridiculous. Well, we don't want a house here. Have this, like, off-brand sugar cereal or whatever. <laughs> it made them look ridiculous. Those are the friends of the people who pull the strings in this country. And so now, because, you know, sovereign is he who decides the exception, they're going to weaponize their political infrastructure against Ron DeSantis for just doing this little political stunt, which maybe it was effective, maybe it wasn't. But still, just because he dared to mock the regime, they're not going to go after him, which they totally can. I mean, you know, that's that's the, what's the saying? Uh, there's no such thing as a nation of laws. Like, whoever holds the power can apply it however they want. There really mm -hmm. is no way to uh, to keep people in check, so to speak. And I think that uh, as this country has continued its degradation, we've seen that that's the case. Yeah. Um, so just kind of to add on to that, it's not just Ron DeSantis. Elon Musk is under federal investigation as well. Guys, I'm like, seriously, we are, this is, I don't, think that you understand the brevity of this. Like, this is Banana Republic type stuff. Uh, the, the, this is a court filing dated October 6th. It says, Elon Musk is presently under investigation by federal authorities for his conduct in connection with the acquisition of Twitter. So Twitter apparently uh, requested access to documents that Musk had handed over to authorities. And Twitter is also attempting to gain access to communications between Elon Musk and the Federal Trade Commission. Uh, earlier this year, the SEC sent an inquiry to Elon Musk about the initial disclosure of his major stake in Twitter. And just as a refresher, it was back in early April that he disclosed that he did have a 9%, uh, more than a 9% stake in Twitter. Um, and he did so one week later than regulations allow and used a filing general, generally reserved only for passive investors. So when I say, if you are not in lockstep with the regime, they will come after you, I do mean that because as I, I don't think I have to tell you guys, this is not, Elon Musk is not a conservative. Elon Musk is not, like, I know everyone wants to go like, oh, he's been red-pilled, he's red No, he's not, okay? He agrees with you on freedom of speech. He fully believes in climate change, which is why he, uh, you know, created Tesla and transhumanism and all of these other things that you would go, oh, I don't really agree with that. So this is not even a conservative that we're talking about, but the, the sheer fact that he believes in freedom of speech and is actively coming after Twitter for censoring you he is now under federal investigation. Yeah, and he has a uh, daughter that was transitioned. So that's why you kind of think he's like some conservative hero because he's kind of saying, yeah. but he's really not. I mean, he wants to put a microchip in your brain so you can park your Tesla. So I don't know. It just shows you that they'll go after you. Doesn't matter your political leanings. If you go against them with one major keystone issue, then you're persona non grata, as yeah. I say. Wow, that was a good accent. I don't know. That, I'm not good at accents. Last word, John. Twitter is very important, and I wish I were still on it, because <laughs> it is, and that's why we should have like free speech rights guaranteed on social media. 
because that's only good for us. People think that when we talk about like using the government, they're like, we want to create some you know, bureaucracy, and then they're going to be involved in regulating social media, and then slowly over time they're going to take rights away. You can just pass a law tomorrow that free speech are, is guaranteed on social media. Like, How is giving you more speech going to lead to a slippery slope where it chips away at your speech? Like, That's not how power works. That's not how the government would work. Uh, and I think we should do that because I have a bias. Yeah, because case. John is banned from Twitter forever. Yeah, I'm a threat to the regime. Or that's at least true. until Elon Musk maybe takes over. But well, we're still way, not even sure that's going to happen. I, you know, it's your show, so I'll be respectful. Okay. But Elon Musk is a, a very good friend of mine. And he's totally based, totally red-pilled. And really? you're over here talking about, oh, the microchip. The, where'd you hear that? In the mainstream media? Probably. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have coffee with him the way I do. And so uh, okay. I, would, I would ask you to just uh, maybe, you know. Exercise a little humility okay. in uh, some of your judgments on Mr. Musk. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but one thing about Last Twitter, word. it's very weird that they have such strict ban evasion because, like, TikTok kicks anybody off, but they don't care if you remake yeah. an account. So I just don't understand why Twitter is so strict. Like, if they kick you off, let you come back and build it up again. That's what they should do. That should, that's how they should change the rules. Well, then they wouldn't be able to censor your. Watch. I know, but I'm just saying that ban evasion, they have the strongest ban evasion yeah. policy of any, and they're on it. Like, they are on it. They figure it out fast. Yeah. Come on, Elon. Let John restore his account. Uh, all right, we've got to uh, take a quick break. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Bonner Wines. So it is Friday, which means what I'm going to do when I get home is go and crack me open a bottle of my Bonner Wines. Uh, these are these are grapes that are grown. I don't think you guys realize this. These grapes are grown at like 9,000 feet. And if you're not a wine person, you may not understand why I'm saying this, but it changes the taste of the grape. This is a flavor you're not going to get anywhere else. And you don't have to go to the grocery store and pay grocery store prices to get this. These are limited quantities, so do not sleep on this, okay? But these are the best wines. They don't have fillers. They don't have the gross chemicals or the dyes that you're going to find at the grocery store. These are extreme altitude, uh, limited quantity wines that you are going to love. You can go to bonnerprivatewines.com slash why. You're not only going to get wine for over 50% off plus free shipping, you're also going to get a bonus bottle of small batch limited production wine from their exclusive wine cellar. This is the best deal they have ever offered. Do not sleep on it. Go to bonnerprivatewines.com slash why to claim that bonus bottle. Bonnerprivatewines.com slash why. Last night, there was a screening of Matt Walsh's What is a Woman at the University of Houston. Antifa protesters showed up and surrounded a good friend of the program, Taylor Hansen, as well as shielded themselves from prayers with umbrellas. Let's watch some of that scene. I'm no. doing my job. Yeah, right. I am. Sure. You guys, you guys, that are That is good. That's good, because as we all know, umbrellas do stop the prayer. Whenever it hits the umbrella, it just bounces off and goes back to a, its return to sender once that happens. Uh, by the way, the screening did go on, which makes me very happy. These people really thought that they were going to shut it down. Um, and the screening did go on, and more truth was told, which I'm sure Antifa will be very, very upset about. Well, I mean, I, I've been to these events, and I know you have too, and 
Sometimes these Antivas are a little intimidating when they have the open carry, but like on a school campus like that, they are literally LARPing. That is just mm -hmm. live action role play. And that's why they're wearing like the gimmicky shirts or the star on it, like they're like socialists or that they're, you know, in some sort of like group, but they just bought those at like Spencer's Gifts or something, you know what I mean? <laughs> they're just so not edgy. What they want to be, so I don't know, it's the Streisand effect. Them protesting it made it way more popular. I don't understand how dumb can they be that it has the exact reverse effect of what they want. Whose grandparents were those two? I, that's why yeah, I'm like, what are you doing Every here, event Granny? like this, there's always like these old people who, who are like washed up hippies yeah. from, and they think that they're like fighting fascism or something. And then like Matt Walsh walks out and just like, uh, hey, uh, here's my movie. <laughs> like he's just <laughs> totally like <laughs> indifferent to like all of the energy on this side, and he's just like, I just want to ask a simple question. You know, what is a woman? And they're like, Yeah, you mean me? And these people are just like dysgenic, miserable freaks. Well, you know, I'm glad that you brought up the the older crowd because I'm not. I don't give a pass to these younger Antifa, you know, soy boys. Like, I, I don't, I, I'm not giving them a pass, but it's like they've been indoctrinated since they were young enough and impression, mm -hmm. impressionable enough that, like, they are too stupid um, and indoctrinated to understand. These people should know better. Like, that, that's what I don't get. It's like, you're this old and you still think that those are the good guys? I, I seriously do think it's like a, a hippie thing. You know, there are a lot of older people who will still have the stickers on their car and they reminisce very heavily about like the whole 1960s social movements or Woodstock or things like that. And I think that they see what's going on in the news and it's recycling the same language. And I think they literally think it's like, oh my gosh, like the empire strikes back. Mm -hmm. It's the fascists all over again. And so then they go and they are probably attracted to, to like the youthful energy. And this idea that you're fighting the power, you know, sticking it to the man. But of course you're not. I mean, you are just reinforcing the power against normal Americans who just want their children to grow up relatively normal. Yeah. Uh, so Virginia delegate Elizabeth Guzman wants to pass legislation that would make parents face criminal charges if they refuse to affirm their child's sexual orientation and gender identity. Watch. Democratic Virginia delegate Elizabeth Guzman is a social worker, and she's planning on reintroducing a bill in Richmond that she says would help protect LGBTQ children from their parents and guardians who may not be affirming of their child's sexual orientation and gender identity. This is how we're gonna push back. Her bill would expand the state's definition of child abuse and neglect to include parents who do not affirm their child's gender identity or sexual orientation. There's an investigation also in place that is not only, you know, from a social worker, but there's also a police investigation before we make the decision that there's going to be a CPS charge. What could the penalties be if, you know, the investigation concludes and it's concluded that a parent is not affirming of their LGBTQ child, what could the consequences be? Well, we first have to have an investigation. You know, it could be a felony, it could be a misdemeanor, what? but we know that CP, a CPS charge could harm, you know, your felony, employment, could harm your education. <laughs> All right, so... She actually, you know, she's challenged on like, well, what about, you know, parents who have like religious beliefs and what about religious freedom? And she said, well, the Bible says everyone should be accepted. She says the Bible says to accept everyone for who they are. So that's what I tell them. So that's what I tell them when they ask me that question. And that's what I will continue to tell people. But here's the thing, demon. Um, so the Bible says to accept everyone as they are, which is why. You should accept them as a boy if they have a penis and a girl if they have a vagina because that would be who they are. But that's science and they don't know much about that. 
No, we say demonic and satanic all the time, but I mean, that literally is. You're going to tell a parent how they can parent their child by, you know, not affirming their kid's gender when these kids are making decisions. They can't even vote. They can't drive a car. There's so much stuff a child, they can't even basically pick what they want to eat for dinner. But if a parent doesn't affirm their uh, gender, they could go uh, be arrested for a felony. I mean, that is a crime against humanity and should be, we should be protesting against that. Uh, it's, it's insane. Yeah, I know. When I first read the story, I'm like, okay, uh, Virginia delegate wants to pass legislation that would make parents face criminal charges if, oh, it's the wrong way. Because yeah, yeah. there Issue, should be, yeah. Yeah, 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 there should be, they should be facing criminal charges if they allow all of this gender identity bullcrap uh, to infiltrate their child's mind, which is where I hoped that it was going. And then I was like, oh. No. Yeah, that was one of the last things that was no longer backwards uh, in this country, which is the, the authority of the parent over the child, which is the most obvious thing. I mean, if we were yeah. just stranded on an island, like this would still be the case. And because these people reject hierarchy in all forms, they don't believe that like children uh, should be subjected to their parents' order because they are people too, and they have thoughts and they you know, whatever. So you no longer even own your child's mind and, and to a certain extent their destiny. Mm -hmm. The second they exist, they are now a tool of the state and they will be used to propagate whatever narratives and it is anti-natalist to a certain extent because obviously they promote these ideas that like having kids is oppressive but the second you do have kids well now they want to make sure that those kids don't have kids mm. by indoctrinating them to identify such that they will no longer procreate if you know they even decide that they want to be um or if they are, you know, straight, then it's like, okay, well, don't procreate because climate change or whatever and cows are farting. Or then it's like they're not even straight and it's not even a problem. Yeah. Um, all right. We've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Moink. So um, we've got a freezer full of Moink meat, and I am really, really excited about this weekend. Can you, Stephen, what are we, what are you making this weekend? Please tell me. What are we making? We have so much. What are we making? What are we making? Steak. Okay, so they sent us these filet mignons that are amazing. Um, we've got the filets, we've got pork tenderloin, we've got, I just made the rest of the bacon. Sorry, honey, you weren't home, so uh, don't worry, we took care of all of that this morning. Um, and it is just the best meat that you will ever have in your life. You don't realize that all of the, the meat that you're buying at the store is injected with all sorts of crap that you really shouldn't be putting into your bodies, okay? But with Moink Box, you can, you can sign up, you can pick whatever meats are delivered in your box, and it is the freshest, most wonderful, delicious meat you will ever try. You can keep American farming going by signing up at moinkbox.com slash news. You will get free filet mignon in every order for a year. Guys, this is so delicious. It's the best filet mignon you will ever taste. It's a limited time, so you can go to moinkbox, M-O-I-N-K, moinkbox.com slash news, moinkbox.com slash news. We are at a tipping point in America. With 400,000 children in the U.S. foster care system and a quarter of those awaiting a forever family, Christians must step up. This is Jack Graham, senior pastor at Prestonwood Baptist Church, inviting you to Chosen, a summit addressing these urgent needs on Saturday, April 13th. Chosen will empower churches to begin foster care and adoption ministries and equip families who are adopting or fostering. We have great speakers joining me, including Sadie Robertson Huff and Governor Greg Abbott of the great state of Texas, along with dozens of breakout sessions. I urge you to join us and help make a difference in the lives of these precious children. Register at Prestonwood.org slash chosen. On 
Wednesday, uh, Zelensky spoke to finance ministers at the World Bank and International Monetary Fund's annual meeting in Washington. He said Ukraine needs, they, they are in dire straits. They're going to need more money from you guys. Uh, Ukraine needs a total of $55 billion to cover their budget gap and fund reconstruction. Watch. At this time, we have two uh, key financial needs of the country. That's $38 billion to make up for the deficit of our budget for next year. That includes salaries of doctors and um, uh, teachers, mm -hmm. social payments and pensions. That's guarantees of Ukrainian people's survival. And other $17 billion that were verified by the World Bank and needed to rebuild the critical infrastructure. Also taking into account the crisis situation created by Russia all across the continent, we need credit limits to purchase gas and coal for the uh, future heating season. The scope of this year's support uh, should be not less than $5 billion. No, no, no. Mm -mm. No. Uh, the uh, International Monetary Fund managing director said Ukraine would need three to four billion dollars in external financing help per month next year and possibly more to keep its economy running. Look, I don't I'm not like I don't want people to starve or die or whatever, but I also don't think it makes sense to like make all of us in that position because we're all giving up our money to go send it over there where they can money launder it or funnel it to, you know, politicians or whatever the hell they're doing. Um, but certainly the answer is not for the United States to continue funding this war. I mean, the Ukraine is literally one of the poorest countries in Eastern Europe, even if you want to call it a European country, because it probably should be under Russian rule. I mean, at this point, it's like, I believe at the beginning of the war, and I, I mean, I think it was even Elon, we were bashing him, I think they said that the Donbass region, if I said that right, could have been autonomous. And then uh, Ukraine not join NATO, but all because they want to join NATO, we're literally going to have World War III. So it's just so stupid. Uh, they're benefiting by this because they're so poor. They're going to continue fighting this proxy war as long as we keep writing checks. And I don't see an end in sight. So I want to I want to throw in here um, into this story. Uh, apparently, according to a former White House official in a private conversation uh, after the war began between Joe Biden and Vladimir Zelensky, Joe Biden said it would be hard for him to keep asking Congress for money if Zelensky appeared ungrateful and kept saying it was not enough. Uh, this Washington Post article continues, when asked how long the United States can be expected to pour billions into the war effort, Biden and his top aides frequently say, as long as it takes. For what? Yeah. Like, even the most honest argument for this, like our support of their their conflict is like we have a moral obligation because these people, and it's like, sure, but even that is only really able to be played if this country is kind of operating as it should be. Uh, like obviously we're never gonna be perfect, we're always gonna have problems, but if the trains are more or less like running on time, then sure, let's look at what we can do for other people. But this country is not going in the right direction. I mean, virtually no serious person believes that we are on a good trajectory. People are not able to heat their homes, they are not able to afford their bills, and we're just pissing away billions and billions and billions of dollars to this country that most people can't even find on a map because we have an obligation to these people who don't even like us? Mm -hmm. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, not that I would accuse the United States of trying to, you know, um, 
get into war on purpose or anything, but I'd just like to show you a video that recently began circulating that was from back in 2016, where Joe Biden himself outlined the administration's plan for a coup in Ukraine and uh, explained how assigning a particular region a special status would be the same as if Texas tried to declare a special status apart from the United States. Watch. He didn't fire his, um, his uh, uh, chief prosecutor. And because I have the confidence of the president, I was there and I said, I'm not signing it. Until you fire him, we're not signing it, man. Get it straight. We're not doing it. Until you form a new government and you actually bring in someone who will move on this, we're not playing. Not because we're trying to play hardball. And there's two pieces of this, folks. One is the security guarantees that are to flow from Russia. And two, the political steps that Ukraine has to take. And some of the steps are very difficult to take. They've already done the energy piece, they've done some other things, but my point is that when you say the dumb boss is gonna have a special status and you're gonna amend your constitution, it's like saying, okay, you know, Texas and Wyoming, Texas is gonna have a special status that we don't want because we want uh, Mexico to have more influence in Texas. And we're going to pass that through the United States Congress. Don't you wonder um, how many worldwide conflicts would be um, just altogether avoided if the United States didn't interfere into any other country's business? Most of them. There'd be a, you know, a million less dead uh, Muslims in the Middle East. I mean, you look at the Vietnam War. I don't know who benefited from that. So. Us being military imperialists, I don't think has benefited society at all. I wish we were like Switzerland and just stayed out of all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that was the policy of the founding fathers, too. Uh, mm -hmm. We weren't supposed to be getting involved in all these things, which we only do because of very powerful interests that are controlling most of our country. Uh, who benefit financially from these types of conflicts at the expense of human lives. Not that I'm like, you know, a humanitarian in the sense that like every life matters. I'm like very okay with, you know, doing what is necessary to save America. But that's not what this is. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I, I also would like to just point out that was what, 2016, so six years ago? He's like a different person. Well, he was way sharper there. Way, way sharper. Mm -hmm. Looks completely different. Yeah, he's smiling, kind of funny. He doesn't do that anymore. I know. But even his eyes. Yeah. His like he he looks like a different person. Is he eighty one though, or is he seventy nine? I think he's seventy nine. I don't know. I mean he. That's like, I mean, if you see clips of Bill Clinton talking, I think Bill Clinton's only seventy six. He, he's seventy nine. He's struggling. I mean, he's even Biden in his state today. I think is doing better than Clinton in his state right now. But regardless. When you get that old, you the deterioration happens rapidly. Yeah, I mean it's not just the way he looks. Like he is, he's on it. He knows what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. He's making coherent arguments. I mean, agree with him or disagree with him. He at least is forming sentences, which is not what's happening now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, John has no comment. I was going to say Joe Biden actually used to be like a good politician, like in the sense that he was able to right. yeah. present himself. He had that smile. His rhetoric sort Lunch of. Lunchbox Joe. Was it? Yeah, he kind of. For some reason, he was able to sell himself as like a union guy, and people like bought into it. He was actually like kind of cool, yeah. and they were trying to really sell that in his 2020 campaign with you know the yard signs with the aviators and everything. Yeah. He's still like he's a handsome guy, and like he does look cool. But then you listen to him talk, and you're like, oh, this guy's like a total puppet, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, 
well, I'd say it's really sad to see, but mostly it's sad for the country uh, who have to deal with him actually in charge of uh, the entire nation. All right, we've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Omega XL. So if you've reached the age where maybe you've got arthritis, maybe you've got a back problem, uh, a knee problem, whatever the case may be, I understand because I was in a car accident a long time ago and I've got like herniated and protruding discs and it's, it's not fun. And it actually affects your whole life when you're living in constant pain, which is why you need to take Omega XL. Uh, Omega XL is going to get rid of the inflammation in your body that is actually the root cause of that pain. So you're not just going to mask it with a topical cream where it's going to, you know, feel better for 10 minutes and then you're going to be back in pain. Omega XL is going to neutralize all of the pain. Um, I've taken it. It's worked for me. Pat Gray has taken it. It's worked for him. It can work for you. And again, it can be life-changing to get out of pain. You can order a bottle of Omega XL now. Get a second bottle for free over at OmegaXL.com slash news. That is OmegaXL.com slash news. The White House Office of Science and Technology Policy is coordinating a five-year research plan to study ways of modifying the amount of sunlight that reaches the Earth uh, in order to temporarily temper the effects of global warming, which is weird because I thought we were calling it climate change now because it is constantly going back and forth between whether or not the Earth is cooling or warming. Uh, the sunlight reflection technology being considered includes stratospheric aerosol injection, marine cloud brightening, and cirrus cloud thinning. Uh, so the injection, aerosol injection, involves spraying an aerosol-like sulfur dioxide into the stratosphere. It's also, by the way, known to have like serious effects, harmful effects on the environment and on human health. But don't worry, it's for the climate. Uh, you'll, you'll just grow a third arm if you don't already have one from the vaccine. Science, scientists and climate leaders say research is important to figure out how to best balance these risks against a possibly catastrophic rise in the Earth's temperature. And we're pretty sure we know where they got this inspiration. Watch. Take one last look at the sun, Springfield. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it wouldn't be the first time that the Simpsons have gotten uh, the future absolutely correct. <laughs> Um, I want to I want to throw in um, to this climate change topic, guys. I want to throw in the did you see these climate cultists that were throwing? Did you see this? Okay, so two climate protesters uh, today, this was today from the radical group Stop Oil Now, which I had never heard of until just now. So congrats to them for actually getting their name out there. They threw tomato soup on Van Gogh's sunflowers at the National Gallery and <laughs> glued themselves to the wall. Watch. Oh no! Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh no! Wait, what are you pulling what? out? That's the glue. That's the yeah, glue. The I super know. glue. I just was so scared powerful. me for a second. What are you getting in your shirt there? Why are you pulling your shirt down? Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Don't do it! Oh no! Oh no! She's gonna be stuck there forever! Oh no! Except she, the super glue that she was using actually uses oil-based products. So she's <laughs> using the thing that she's protesting against because she's stupid. Oh, I feel really bad for her hand. No, I don't. Well, I actually, to the first article, I'm excited for them to spray nanoparticles in the sky. I think uh, we should legalize chemtrails. And then on top of that, um, what those women did was brave. Throwing tomato soup on, you know, priceless uh, art. 
that's that's how you get your message across. And you have to believe that there was glass, like that's behind glass. It was protected, yeah. Right, like there's mm-hmm. no way that they leave that out for people to just touch. So it clearly was protected. So now you've just wasted what I would probably is just a perfectly good bowl of tomato soup. Yeah. When you say behind glass, does that mean that's not the real painting or there was just a sheet of glass in front I of it? I imagine there's some sort of... There's some sort of protector. Okay, yeah, yeah, you would think. I don't, I don't know I mean, you about. would think. I mean, it's you a Price's Van Gogh piece. I think it's got to have a little bit of something. So, not that these people are intelligent or anything, <laughs> but I feel like they would have known, like, oh, there's glass there. I'll just throw oh, look, the soup it's, okay, it here. says, police arrested them and said the frame was damaged, but the painting was okay because it was under glass. Yeah. Okay. There we go. That's good. That's good. You know, that painting is probably worth more than uh, the sum of their two lives, frankly, just because of the cultural impact. I mean, if you look at, like, what Van Gogh paintings have done for culture versus, like, what these people have done for culture, it's like, you know. Well, it's also, it doesn't make much sense because this was a painting that was done a long time ago. I'm not even sure what, like, Oil and oil paint is even, I don't know if that's even the same type of oil that we're talking about here, but let's say for a second that it is, like, that that was already done a long time ago, and it's a painting that just lives there. It's not, like, it's not causing us to create anything else. It's not causing any pollution. It literally just sits there, and that's what you're going to pick to protest. As the resident in-house viral sensation, it doesn't need to make sense, you know, for it to go viral. It almost, the more dumb it is. The more viral, like them putting super glue. Oh, I'm stuck to this thing. Yeah, right. You know, <laughs> yeah, just... They probably they just did it because they wanted the attention to like make people aware of the fact that the Earth is ending. And I'm old enough to remember back in 2018, 2019, where we were told that we had 18 months left mm-hmm. to correct this before yeah. it was too late. Mm-hmm. It was too late. We may as well just party like it's 1999. Just go through all the natural resources, have mm-hmm. a big party, and then just. And also, these are the same like class of people who are about to start nuclear war because they don't know how to manage like you know diplomacy correctly. So we're supposed to like starve to death so that we preserve natural resources for future generations who they don't even want to exist because they hate children. And it's just none of it makes sense. I exclusively use paper plates and plasticware, and every time I throw it away, I, it gives me so much satisfaction to know that I am. Like I'm hurting them on the inside. Do you ever do that? I don't even use plates. I just eat with my hands, so I don't have to do dishes. <laughs> well, you don't have to do dishes if you throw it away. I don't. Yeah, but then I have to buy them. I just strictly, I just eat it off the counter. It's disgusting, and I'm, that's why I'm always ill. Do you? Do you? Do you? What are? What about your cats? They eat it. I share it. I share a lot of the food. Do with they the have cats. dishes? No, we don't. It's a no dish mentality. <laughs> I'm against uh, the dish industrial complex. <laughs> Stupid. All right, we got to take a quick break. We'll be back. <laughs> Representative Vicente Gonzalez uh, over here in Texas used a very harshly, I mean, when I say harshly doctored photo, I mean Really egregious stuff here of Myra Flores in an ad. Of course, she is running against Gonzalez for the 34th Congressional District of Texas. And uh, the ad targets her record of opposing gun control in the wake of Uvalde, Texas. And uh, if you guys are not watching, you're listening. Let me just tell you, they took her eyebrows and they turned her into like an, a very evil woman by uh, doctoring her eyebrows and her eyes there. I mean, she... It, doesn't, I mean, it doesn't look real. It's like Corella Deville or something. Yeah, it, it doesn't. It doesn't look real. Like it, it looks cartoonish. So I don't know if they were trying to pass it off 
as her and just pretend like that's what she really looks like? You you would think not. You would think that they were just like, no, let's just make her look really evil and everyone's going to know that she's evil because she believes that in family's ability to protect themselves and their own families. It's really gross stuff. These people are scumbags. That's they 100% really are. done on purpose. Yes. <laughs> I mean, there's, yes. no, there's no conspiracy there. Like that was edited in a way because she is pretty and she is, you know, nice to look at and she's multicultural. She's Hispanic. So she's like, they have to do whatever they can because she goes against their entire agenda. Yeah. It, I'm just, if you are a. Uh if you are a member of the left or the left-wing media, you have absolutely no problem just throwing conservative women completely under the bus um, to fit your agenda. This is, of course, no different. I, I think it's kind of funny only because it shows a lot about how these types of Democrat operatives think, where they're like, okay, yeah, Uvalde kids died. Okay, now we're gonna equate my floors to like this cartoon villain with like, yeah. <laughs> like that's the profile of a mass shooter. Like, I'm an evil bad guy <laughs> instead of like some like mentally disturbed, sexually androgynous person. And uh, they're like totally unconcerned with the reality of it. Instead, they're trying to make like my floors look like some like scary Saturday morning cartoon villain. It's very funny. Which is like, I just think it's so weird that they're trying to hit her for opposing gun control. It's like. Right, because she doesn't just want the criminals and the cops to have the guns. Because if someone's going to commit that act, they're still going to commit the act because they're criminals and they don't care about gun laws. So it's just, it's really weird to me that he thinks in Texas that this is going to, this is going to work. No, I mean, I think I was just doing a bit where I was asking people if big tech should be non-binary at the Texas State Fair overwhelming response saying yes. They no! Yes! I couldn't believe it. I was like, this is Texas. A lot of people got mad. A lot of boomers got mad. But a lot of young people were like, oh, that's a great idea. We love no! it. Yes, yes. Wait, so if they actually end up doing that, you're the one who took it. I know, it's my fault. Because no one would have ever thought about that if you hadn't done a, done a stupid bit about it. Over 50%. Probably 60 to 70%. No! Yes. You just ruined my weekend. Not enough Oh, notes. my God. That's depressing. Oh, all right. Well, I don't even have anything to say here. I'm just mad. <laughs> Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.